Are you looking to be more informed about what's going on in your community? The Herald has a special digital subscription offer for new generation podcast listeners. You could sign up for a one month trial for 99 cents, then only $18.99 a month after that. With a digital subscription, you get web-exclusive content, including pictures and videos, obituaries, and a searchable archive going back to 2013. You can read the Herald on the web, your mobile phone, and on our Herald app, so you can get all the Herald content and the print paper delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer. Again, that's just 99 cents for your first month. So you can go to www.sharonherald.com slash pod offer today for this special offer. Again, that's sharonherald.com slash pod offer. Ben Bizet Chevrolet is Mercer County's truck headquarters. Quality new Chevrolets and outstanding pre-owned vehicles, plus an excellent service department to stand behind your vehicle purchase located on Route 19, just south of Mercer. Stop in or call Ben Bizet Chevrolet today at 724-662-5440. At Sharon Regional Medical Center, they believe in the power of people to create great care. Their dedicated employees work hard every day to make Sharon Regional Medical Center a place of healing, caring, and connection for patients and families in the community we call home. For more information, go to SharonRegionalMedical.org. First National Bank provides a full range of commercial banking, consumer banking, and wealth management services, plus industry-leading online and mobile banking solutions. Call your local FNB or go online at fnb-online.com. At Chenango Valley Meat and Poultry, you will find an excellent selection of steaks, burgers, chicken wings, and everything that goes along with it. Voted Best of the Best in 2021 by Harold Readers. Stop in at 1215 East State Street in Sharon or call 724-346-6328 today. Located in Mercer County, UPMC Horizon offers a range of services and medical specialties at two campuses in Farrell and Greenville. Together with UPMC Jamison in Lawrence County, UPMC Horizon provides a regionalized approach to healthcare. If you need care, go to UPMC Horizon or UPMC.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the New Generation Sports Report. We took a couple months off, but uh, proud to say we are finally back, and this time in studio with us, we have a new sports editor in town here at the Herald. So sitting across from me is Dan Heiner. So Dan, thanks for being here. Thanks for doing the show. And I guess uh, for anyone who doesn't know who you are yet, who's Dan Heiner? Yeah, first, I appreciate you having me on, Tanner, and putting up with the the very very frequent level of stupidity i'm gonna show no no you know me <laughs> uh for people who don't know me my name is dan heiner i was hired as a sports editor here at the end of march so if i came across you in spring sports uh there's a pretty high likelihood i tried getting out to a lot of, as many schools as possible uh for fall football coaches i know that uh, i tried making my rounds as well and, uh, you know, hopefully we have a successful fall season. Right. So, um, well, you're coming over here from Ashabula, Star Beacon. And uh, me and Dan actually know each other. We were classmates at YSU for a little bit there. What, I was probably a freshman when you were a senior? Is that right? Or Yeah. Yeah. Sounds so, about right. That, yeah, that, that, that was right because we were in – yeah, yeah, because you were in – The workshop class. The workshop class. class. Yeah. And yeah. then what, you were managing editor or something at the time, weren't you? Yeah, I, I, I was the sports editor the fall semester, and then I became the managing editor that, gotcha. that spring. Right. So 
so yeah, me and Dan kind of knew each other a little bit before uh, before he came along here to the to the Herald. But we are definitely very happy to have him here, and we're happy to have him on this show. So in case you've been living under a rock, we are about to kick off football season here in Pennsylvania. But um, already got started over in Ohio, and me and Dan were over at our alma mater actually to go see Brookfield versus Ursuline. So Dan, what happened that night? Well, so Ursuline. Ursuline's probably the best team, I think, personally, that Brookfield's going to play all year. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are few teams in the state of Ohio that have the speed, size, athleticism that the Irish have. And Brookfield was actually doing pretty well. They were in it, but they just had a rough stretch there. I want to say it was the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter. Yeah, because they were in it for most of the first quarter. Like, it was looking good for a while there. But there was a onside kick that I don't really know if it was an onside kick. It looked like it was a squib kick that just Mm -hmm. landed right in the middle of the the Brookfield return team. Mm -hmm. Irish recover, go on to score. Interception on the next drive from Brookfield. Irish end up capitalizing. And that's what they've done for my entire life. That's just how Ursuline operates. Yeah, and it was just Downhill from there. What, final score of 52-14, if yep. I remember correctly? I will say, Aiden Jones played well. Oh, yeah. He, he, mm-hmm. he, was, he was able to find some creases, and, you know, Pulowski was also able to, to do some things, but it was just a matter of – it was a battle of attrition. I mean, mm-hmm. Ursuline had some more kids. They Like I said, they're, they're more athletic. Yeah. You know, as, as the season goes on, Brookfield's going to be able to – you know, face some some more even level competition with mm-hmm. them, and then they'll they'll be good. Yeah, they'll be fine. Which is, of course, like no slight on Brookfield. It's just when we're talking about Ursuline, we're talking about a completely different level of football they, team. They are so. their team. They are a state title contender. They have Dan Reardon as a coach who brought back one of the legendary programs out in Canton, and then he decided to come back to Ursuline. They're, they. Every bit of that program is built to make it to a state title game. And there's very few teams in the state that are going to be able to compete with them. Right. Um, I guess while we're talking about Ursuline, they'll actually be here in Pennsylvania taking on Farrell, what, on September 2nd, I believe? Yep. Is that date? Now, that should be the christening of the new turf and scoreboard. Yes, that's right. So I was there this week, actually. If you saw my photos or not online or in our e-edition, but I was there. They laid out the turf on the field. It isn't, you know, officially installed yet, but there is artificial turf on the football field there in Farrell. So that's very exciting, I'm sure, for Farrell. But, um, but of course, they're playing their first game, first home game, at Westminster, not at home because of that. So it'd be very cool for this Ursuline game to have that ready. But anyway. The, well, they're expecting it. Yeah. The, and I talked to to Amp, uh, you know, this week, and he said that the turf should be fine. Uh, they're going to have most of the track done. Like everything's – like the groundwork and everything's going to be laid for it. Mm-hmm. And then they'll come back because you need two weeks for, you know, everything to kind of settle, for, you know, once you have a track laid. Right. Obviously, that time frame does not fit. So they're going to go. They're going to make sure everything's kind of laid out for the track. Everything's in position. So players will be able to walk on the track, Hmm. and then they'll come back and kind of put the finishing touches on the surface and everything and then let that sit because they will have a a bit of a sizable break in between home games. Gotcha. Yeah, and, I mean, they're going to – 
They're going to have a lot of people in that stadium for sure. Oh, at, I mean, that game. listen, you know Farrell's going to come. Yep. You know they're going to show up. Mm-hmm. And you were at YSU. Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. people who don't know, uh, I could not find a place to park <laughs> for the life of me. Yeah. So Ursland travels well. Farrell, it's their home field. They're yep. going to want to see it. The alumni, the family, friends, everybody's going to want to check that out. So it's going to be a I, – I expect a packed house. Absolutely, yeah. They're they're going to run out of seats. There's going to be people lining the fences, I'm sure. Oh, I guarantee it. So, yeah, no, very excited for that. But uh, before we get too ahead of ourselves and looking at what's coming up in the coming weeks, uh, this Friday we have our annual football tab coming out. So we've been working hard on that past couple weeks, and we got it done. So we finished it. Almost popped a couple blood vessels doing it, but yeah, we we got there. <laughs> yeah, well, that just comes with the territory of putting one out, but I mean, you know, it's now, hard work. Now I understand why every sports editor I've ever met is bald, <laughs> because it's strictly because of football tabs. I firmly believe that. Yeah. So when you pick this thing up on Friday, just know blood, sweat, and tears that went into this thing. Mostly my tears. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and of course, Rob Malsum, too. Doing a lot of work in the paginating. I, you know, got a couple photos. Corey Corbin got some previews done, got some photos done. And, yeah, a lot of hands get in, get in on this thing. But, uh, yeah, it's hard work. Corey did some yeoman's work on this one. I mean, yeah. he, he, he took care of the four allied schools, mm-hmm. Lakeview, Mercer, uh, Slippery Rock, and Grove City. He also picked up the Reynolds preview as well. So, right. you know, he, he – he, and, you know, I, I kind of gave him the wrong time frame. So he, he busted that thing out in yeah. a hurry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we got it done. So now that we are kind of, you know, that's behind us now. That'll be out on Friday. The work is done. Um, what are some takeaways after you kind of went along, run around to some of these teams and everything? You know, anything sticking out to you? Or I'm going to be really interested to see Sharpsville okay. mm-hmm. this year. Second year in a co-op. Second year in the co-op. And talking to both coaching staffs, they think... It's more like a team this year. Hmm. You know, I, t- I talked to Mark Means, who's the defensive assistant. He comes from the, the West Middlesex side of it. And he, he said they got in late. They got in last year right at the point of heat acclimation. So they were, they were able to pick things up, but they kind of had to do it at an expedited process. Mm-hmm. This time around... It's more of a natural thing. They have a spring. They have, you know, the ability to go through the off-season work and go through everything together. But even building more onto what we could see on Friday night, both there, there's a lot of anticipation from the coaching staff for the speed and athleticism that they have specifically on offense Mm -hmm. so there's a thought you know you have a second you know you have a quarterback who's coming back for another another season one of the best quarterbacks that we had in the area and they're thinking you got some speed and a guy like levis on the outside they might open the offense up you know they they run that wing t offense in the past and they've been very successful at it but they're thinking that they might be able to kind of sling it all over the yard a little bit if they need to Mm. So kind of balance everything out a little. Right. Yeah, no, I'm definitely interested in seeing them too. You know, it's, it's funny you brought up, you know, them like actually more so being a, a real team this year. Because, I mean, I remember last year, you know, speaking of the football tab when we were working on that, I mean, it was kind of like coming up to the wires to when 
this co-op even happened and to when we were like how do we approach this in the football time you know like is this a team is it going to be you know two but um no i remember going to like their first practice everyone is in blue jerseys and red jerseys like it just seemed like two separate groups playing as one so i'm sure that yeah that'll be nice for them to kind of be you know one singular unit or at least feel like it more so this year and, and honestly I, I remember when i was at the practice i was thinking uh, that's what i was gonna see mm-hmm. everyone white helmet blue face mask there were a couple exceptions you know mm-hmm. that still had like a red face mask on but if you told me that it was made up of two completely different teams you'd kind of have to look to find it right you know if you if you weren't aware yeah so you know let's see how they let's see how they do i mean yeah. i i know that they also uh you know talking to the coaches they were estimating about 13 kids from west middlesex about mm-hmm. 26 kids from from sharpsville you know on their own that right. would be a problem mm-hmm. but you know that i mean to combine it's almost 40 kids yeah. and, i mean that's a pretty that's good, good size roster for this area that's pretty good so yeah another team i'm gonna be really interested in seeing is gonna be is gonna be sharing hmm. you know you you have uh have a, another returning quarterback yeah and mikey rodriguez yep and they're at the time talking getting the preview done the expectation was because he was also the punter last year so the expectation was they don't want him doing that anymore right you know they want him just to be the quarterback handle the offense so is more time in practice going to can we see a jump out of him Mm -hmm. in terms of handling an offense yeah and that's going to be something i'm going to be interested too also did you find a guy who can kick the ball that's not going to shank it into like the 13th row right that's going to be another big question Mm -hmm. moving forward into week one yeah but good group you know it seems you know they're i know they're really they're really looking forward to the speed like mm-hmm. the team speed and they actually changed up their defense and you know to not get too deep into the weeds here um they're really going to focus in on trying to put their second and third level guys on defense in positions to utilize that speed so that they can move more sideline to sideline. So I'm going to be interested to see how did the defense look, you know, and how does Rodriguez look? So it, you know, they got Nishanik in in week one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll you know start on the road. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, I mean, they played really well last year too. You know, they but they ended up getting beat by a good Hickory team in the playoffs last year but uh no they looked real good last year so i'm sure they're probably definitely looking to build on that success for sure there's a and the thing is there's a number of storylines mm-hmm. right like does hickory take that next step as a program mm-hmm. right in dungy's fourth year does sharon take that next step to be able to beat a team like hickory mm-hmm. Sharpsville, we touched on yeah does wilmington continue to just seem like they're going to be a powerhouse yeah. you know does, how does reynolds look you mm-hmm. know they're you know does Farrell make it to a state title you know mm-hmm. they're, like there, there's a lot of things that could potentially play out that could 100 percent happen yeah or could all crash and burn by <laughs> week three right you know so it, it, that's kind of the beauty of high school football you never yep. really know what you're gonna get you never know 
But uh, what we do know is what the schedule is for this weekend. So on Friday, we don't really have too many teams playing at home, but uh, we have Union City at Reynolds, Hickory at Harbor Creek, Sharon at Neshanik, Lakeview at Seneca, Hubbard at Greenville, Northeast at Farrell or Westminster College, um, Mercer at Iroquois, Grove City at Avonworth, Slippery Rock at General McLean, Brookfield at Springfield Local. And then on Saturday, we got Cambridge Springs at Kennedy Catholic, Wilmington at Sharpsville. Um, and the last time we talked, I believe what we plan on being at Hubbard at Greenville Friday night, yes. Saturday, Wilmington at Sharpsville. Yes. So, so, you know, we're going to, we're going to be at Hubbard Greenville. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be Tanner and I, um, I've been talking with Newcastle. Mm-hmm. So we, they are going to be at, or they at least plan to be at the sharing game. So, right. you know, the way it kind of works is we'll obviously exchange stories being in the same company. So mm-hmm. if you're in Sharon, uh, congratulations. You're, you, <laughs> you'll be able to make it in the paper. Um, you know, and if for allied purposes, allied news mm-hmm. out on the eastern portion of the county, uh, Corey Corbin, he's going to have his, his Grove City story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Saturday, uh, yeah, we're, we'll be looking forward to that Wilmington Sharpsville game. That, that should be a good one. That should be a good one. Yeah. Well, you know, Sharpsville hasn't beaten Wilmington, I think it's since 2017. Okay. And came really close to snapping that streak last year. Ended up losing 28-27. Mm-hmm. But again, with a a year together, yep. you know, quarterback has a little more seasoning, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit different offense. Yeah. Could you pull out a win in week one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sharps, they had a great second half last year and i mean they honestly they might have had some success in the playoffs too if they would have been eligible but um so yeah no that should be a that should be a good matchup and then of course what friday night at greenville that's also going to be they have some like inductees right for the the hall of fame yeah they're going to induct 10 people into the the greenville hall of fame um i know there's supposed to be i think it's like a lunch hmm. that's supposed to happen around i think it's 4 30 don't quote us on that. Yeah, one don't quote me yeah. on. Don't quote me on that one. I'm I'm staring up into the wall trying to remember. <laughs> it's but, probably in our paper somewhere. So uh, yeah, it is definitely <laughs> that we put it in, in the paper last week. So it, if you have any copies from last week, it's in there. Yeah. Um, but they'll have the induction ceremony before kickoff, and that's another interesting game. It'd be mm-hmm. really interesting to see that because yeah. Uh, for people who maybe don't follow what goes on across the state line, you know, Hubbard is one of those schools that is usually very competitive. They usually have some type of, you know, run into the postseason. And they had they had arguably the best running back in the Youngstown area last year. He graduates, so there goes all that offense. So mm-hmm. what do they look like? Right. You know. And, and Greenville, Greenville just lost a good running back themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who steps up for either team as it relates to running the football and kind of keeping things moving forward down the field? Yeah. Well, so that's coming up this weekend. Uh, before we wrap things up, is there anything else you would like to add before we end the show? Nope. Just uh, looking forward to, you know, coming across everybody. You know, I'm, like I said, if I come across you in the spring season, you know, you're going to see more of me. Uh, you know, once we start getting into to football season, you'll probably see me running up and down the sidelines like a maniac. <laughs> yep. 
scene and, where they spot the ball and yeah. Oh yeah, T- Tanner got a front row seat to that yeah. the other day where I'm trying to look through an entire offensive line trying to figure out where the ball's placed. But <laughs> you know, you, you'll come across me. You know, like I said, you know, I, I I'm pretty noticeable. I'm sh- I'm short, but I'm noticeable. <laughs> Well, I think that'll do it this week for the New Generation Sports Report. So uh, we will be here every Wednesday. We will be there at SharonHerald.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and all the other ones that Anchor decides to put our podcast out on too. Um, So yeah, feels good to be back. Feels good to have Dan here with me doing the podcast. So I want to thank you all for listening and thank you, Dan.